Hey everyone, James Labrie from Dream Theater, and you're listening to or watching the podcast Talking Into Infinity with JT and Brian. Enjoy this. These guys are extremely informative. I love their dialogue. I love their interpretation of the songs, who and what we are, what we were going after. They're very uh, accurate in their uh, interpretations and descriptions. And uh, just I just think this is a great show. And these guys are doing a, a stand-up stellar job. So once again, enjoy Talking Into Infinity with JT and Brian. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Talking Into Infinity, a Dream Theater-centric podcast. I am your host, John. Brian is off doing fun family stuff in Illinois tonight. Uh, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and the CMS Rumble page and the CMS TV network. If you are tuned in on YouTube, please don't forget to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and smash that notification bell so that you are notified every time. We go live. We're live at those locations every other Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Without further ado, I think you guys all know what we are doing here tonight. Uh, he is the man behind the kit. He is the alien himself. He has a solo record coming out in November, just a few short weeks from now. And he has a kick-ass new single out called Freak of Nature. Let's bring him on. The man himself, Mr. Mike Mangini. Mike, how's it going, man? Thanks for jumping Hi, on. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm lucky on this particular setup. I was scurrying. I had the wrong browser. I, I didn't even have the, the a, a, a compatible browser. And the thing I went, oh my gosh! <laughs> I, but thankfully, you know, uh, having to deal with many technology um, hiccups and things like that, I was able to get it and just sit here and pretend that. I was here the whole time and ready. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't feel bad. I, I do a second show and I realized right before I went live that I had all my background set for my Star Wars show. I was like, yeah, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's tonight. So <laughs> it's unbelievable. You you just get used to certain things. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's what light, what color am I gonna use? Oh, oh no, <laughs> trip over a wire. But, you know, hey, oh, it's real. God. It's totally real. So thanks exactly. for having me to talk about the album. Yeah, not a problem. Thank you very much for making time. Um, obviously, you've got a you've got Freak of Nature out, and you have a you have a new one coming out tomorrow, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. That's the one coming out tomorrow. Will be a little bit more, I guess, close to what uh, a, a small number of people expected that they, <laughs> which I knew would happen. They're like, we kind of expected something, you know. I, look at now. I definitely didn't fall out of a coconut tree and hit my head. I, I know what they're <laughs> talking about. I, I know what they mean. And I have plenty of those songs, you know, uh, drum stuff and changes and, and uh, seeds anyway, just folders full of them sure. as well, uh, as well as different kinds of lyrics. But this, but this particular album, so first of all, this song coming out um, tomorrow, Actually, I'm doing a YouTube thing at 6 p.m. called Not Drowning is more. It's just they're going to hear it and go, oh, OK, because um, what's interesting about it is. And then it's indicative of the whole record is it has kind of embedded 
polyrhythm kind of thing that's fun for people that are interested in and in, in need that extra that extra thing um that we all love <laughs> and uh but it's it's done in a way <clears throat> as it is true for the whole album where i am trying to engage the average listener that would have no idea what that stuff is or have any idea what i'm doing back there <laughs> Right. So in a way where they don't have to. So if you listen to this, for example, by listening to Freak of Nature, um, you can listen to that on a cell phone, cell phone speaker. And I, I bet a very young drummer, what I don't mean young in age, I just mean young in time spent, can listen to that and go, I, I can play that. And I can play that like now. And that, and that's what I want because uh, it's it's like it's like the lyric thing too. It's just it's repeatable um, things that sound palatable. And if you want to, you know, personalize that, you can. Um, and when, with the drums in particular, if you want to dig a little deeper, if you're a musician and you put the headphones on and you start to hear my ride sources, meaning all those hi hats, you know. And rides and things when you hear that that module of the drum kit firing off in one ear and then the next you start to maybe pay attention to go well, why is that happening and then you find that i'm i'm everything's orchestrated with the music so if there's a key signature change there's a ride source change it's just my way of having fun back there without disturbing the flow just from a simple music listening perspective does that make any sense very much so very much so i actually it's, it's funny i'm, I'm going to ask a music nerd question okay yeah. on a lot of other podcasts i'm sure you're getting we're going to talk about the record but i do have a music nerd question because you just brought it up and i think it's something that a lot of people don't understand <clears throat> you've said before that you actually tune drums to actually work with the tonality of the instruments you're playing to and i drummers you never hear them talk about that it's just you know does the kit sound good is the is the high tom high is the low tom low so are you able for the common person to explain how that actually works because it, it almost you know for dummies like me it sounds like oh i'm gonna tune the top one to e and the, you know the next one to a like how does that work well i don't tune to specific notes that are in a song i I used to i used to actually have to do that with the rototoms because you know a long 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 time ago because the the tone was so pure you could hear the note and i remember being being in a session and the person who wrote the song said your drums are out of tune with me i'm like what (laughs) so like oh whatever so um I, i tune them in relation to themselves but the application is is simple to understand if you see it this way if you look at a keyboard and um you play the notes to the left and those are the low notes okay mm-hmm. um the tiny little drums i have that could you know resemble a chihuahua <laughs> barking or something right right um those aren't appropriate for those big sounds you need the bigger drums so I tune them in zones so that they're they're relative to to each other. In other words, if there's a weird relationship between the drums, it's it's weird. So I, I make the relationship harmonious in some way. Sure. And and then play the zones of the tom toms uh, 
according to like the zone on a keyboard. So if it's higher notes, you're going to hear those higher drums or tinier cymbals or maybe cymbal bells. And uh, when you hear big noises and big chords, you're going to hear big, you know, you're going to hear giant pieces of metal going push, <laughs> right. you know, and, and drums going. <laughs> so I, that's does that make sense? That, no, that makes total sense. I think, like, again, I've, I've heard you mention that a few times, and I think it's something that people really don't understand because it's a very musical way of looking at the drums. <clears throat> rather than you know just i say just worry about the drums in and of themselves and you just basically play under the other stuff um you know and you know earlier you mentioned you know going back to the actual writing of the record you know was there a conscious direction you were going for or did you really just sit down and say you know what whatever comes out comes out how how did you Uh, approach this i approached it by looking at um my database of song seeds so i have folders this is everything from um, riffs sung to riffs played through a keyboard because I don't play the other instruments. Although I have some ideas that I that that I did play on, on guitar and bass, but I'm so limited. I was like, why why am I doing this? You know, so um, you know, and it was fun, but I was like, no, 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 because uh, I was I'm a trained percussionist, so that I learned how to understand and play marimba and xylophone. So getting on a, you know, a, a keyboard that triggers virtual instruments was a dream come true. Um, and it's really only through the, the technology of virtual guitar that this record exists. Because um, during that process of filtering through my, you know, my database, I basically, I started to categorize them um, by, how can I say, I guess by, not by complexity, but uh, I guess by complexity, meaning there were some ideas that were complex. Meter changers don't sit well with uh, a large general audience because they just want to move. When you when your beat goes in between, that's disturbing. Like, what was that? They skipped, you know? Right. You know, I mean, like progressive music would make their, you know, makes their heads explode. <laughs> but I mean, there's a reason for that. I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but MIT did a study on no one showing up to the earth uh, uh, with a certain area wired, which is the polyrhythm area. Like, what does it have a, a sign on it? Like, how do they know that? It's very, it's a very yeah. interesting study, but it was, it's, it's a, it's, it's a great, uh, it's a well done study using aspects of the scientific method, which usually guarantees you, you know, well, this isn't wrong so far. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so I had complex ideas, uh, real simple ones. I mean, like where a lot of the use of this kit to keep myself busy developed over the years, playing other people's very simple songs. I'm like, well, I'd like to do something as a trained orchestral percussionist and just like change the can I can I have can I have two hi-hats so I can change the keys and just like it's just fun. So I have a real simple stuff, I have the complex stuff, and then there's this hybrid. And so I gathered material that was of the hybrid category. And mm-hmm. then once I formulated um, you know, what I liked, uh it it it, it went from there. But um that's important to know because what made me do this um, was 
I, I, just, I woke up one morning and, and it was a, one of those wake ups where you are immediately awake. And I, I got up and I said, it begins today. I have to do this. So I went straight up to my studio. I, I, it was very early. It might've been 5.30 in the morning. Like I tiptoed, you know, <laughs> right. um, socks, you know, this is in, 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 in the house and a couple of creaky stairs <laughs> over there. And you know, I was like, shh. So um, I began that process immediately. I was like, because I, I heard, I heard the, 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 the words in the chorus to a song called Habit to Change. I heard it. It was bizarre. And it was, okay, that's a song. So I went up with that. As, as like the, the other ones, I would just hear things that sounded like words. And then kind of, kind of come up with a couple of words that's, that matched what I, what I was hearing. And then looked them up and used a thesaurus. And then it led me to various topics and things. And then I would gather information on the topics and have... You know, just like a, a bag of seeds, just to, or components, just to make a lyric. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. but they were based on sound. I, I meaning, but um, they, they largely I needed them to be based on sound. So that's what happened. It, it, that's twofold. So there's music that's it's in the middle, so that so that it can relate to people without that meter changing. And um, um, but then I, you know. Everyone, every this, every one of the songs has a solo <laughs> section. That's where I get to use my stuff because that's what solo players do. So I was like, okay. And there's a story how that formulated, but that, that's that's what it was. And I was like, okay, well, I won't make the song complex, but I'll use my things, my rhythms, and 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 chops, and ability to move fast with very 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 far distances. I don't I don't know what it looks like from afar, my drum set, but when you sit on it, um, things are not necessarily next to each other. Yeah. So I got to move. So anyway, that's a, a music portion um, and, 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 and a theory behind, you know, an intention behind it. Like I just, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that, but I'm going to do this and mix them. Um, and then it's the same thing lyrically where I'm like, uh, I've done this a little bit, but you know, right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like, sit there and write lyrics in in high school i actually drew drums and stage lights <laughs> <laughs> on my notebooks so so i just it was just it was a system i came up with that, that's that was it difficult because it you know i mean you're a drummer so and you've been involved in in many projects and you're kind of a part of <clears throat> you know a collective it's you know guys bouncing ideas off each other but and correct me if I'm wrong here, but this is the first time that you were the sole songwriter. And, you know, how difficult was that? Because along the way, I mean, you're having to learn these digital instruments and you're learning the craft of songwriting as you go. Like, Talk a little bit about how difficult that was to go through during this process. Huh. Um, it was difficult initially because I had penned lyrics before and i had been the sole songwriter on a project that i launched for a very short amount of time and then pulled the plug on it um so when i sat to do it this time the initial shock was 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 a challenge because i thought well what am i going to do this time because i previously when i did it see i'm i like to make people laugh all right i do and 
the, the interesting thing is the lyrics that I penned before were all zany. They were just like, it was all, they were all humorous, every single one of them. And they all had the same kind of a theme and they were, they, they were goofy on purpose to make people laugh. So I have found with my humor that it doesn't always make everybody laugh. So I'm like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do that. I may get serious about something. So uh, I when I decided that, then when I had my system of research, like, okay, I'm going to hear the sound because I I thought, well, this, that's important to me. What do, 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 da, da, da. Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right? It, sound, it sounds like yeah. something. So um, I had my protocol in mind. And because I had the protocol, the other stuff fell in line. I said, well, what am I going to do? It's like, okay. I know what I'm not going to do, and I don't know, know everything I'm going to do, but I'm going to research and put together things that can be interpreted and 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 people can relate to in some way, you know. But nothing's about a personal experience. That's that's uh, that's that's interesting because I know uh, lyricists do that sometimes, you know. They write about something that happened to them or a story or, or whatever it is. Sure. But that, mm-hmm. That's not this. I just, um, I heard stuff and, and tried to make words that worked with it. And then I tried to find words that had, you know, that made sense with it. But sometimes the, the, the pre-chorus, you know, makes sense within itself or, or it might, that first line might transition from the other one, but that might have nothing to do with it because I'm just I'm looking for, nuggets you know right so so that was that was the difficult part uh it was, it was just um uh, sitting and, and and saying okay and committing being sure because the system was in place and with the music um it was a little more it was actually more difficult uh to be honest with you because i had so many ideas and now you know i i know what it feels like when people want to get all their ideas out, you know, and share them. Um, And, you know, it's like when I put too many ideas in a sentence and then an email gets convoluted (laughs) because I'm like, but, and also the blibbity blibbity. The dreaded run-on sentence, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like I tire myself out. <laughs> with it. Nice. It's just like cut it out, stop, <laughs> just, just, just cut it out. So, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm learning. At any rate, um, the music, uh, yeah, it was like, well, I like this, I like that, and this is cool, and that's fun. Everything made sense to me. So then I had to decide to use just two sort of grooves instead of one. For example, I know Angus Young from ACDC was asked in an interesting way, well, you guys have, I forget the bit verbatim, but uh, you guys have 13 albums and they all sound the same. As if that's kind of an insulting thing to say to somebody, you know, but, <laughs> right. but you know, like, what are you, what are you asking him that for? But, um, but then he came back and said, "No, you're you're wrong. We have 14 that sound the same. Like whatever he said, <laughs> he he yeah. he, he added a yep. number to it, right? And and so, um, you know, I, I I had that in mind, but mine really is kind of just like a set where it's 
riffs and you know the the the, the powerful more rock kind of groove uh and then there's the then there's more loop oriented but the riffs are actually like stretched out but they don't sound like like black dog is a riff right yeah okay so you can hear in freak of nature that's the chorus is a riff mm-hmm. right why am i doing this i don't play guitar <laughs> um anyway <laughs> uh, that was odd but um um the uh uh the other ones uh they're not just they're not like chord change songs i have a whole batch of those um it may be one snuck in but anyway <laughs> basically a little bit different from each other but i i tried to uh tie them in i tried to like put some dna through them like like a chain link so that the sure. album so that the album would have you know big grooves able to be felt quite easily orchestration um and riffs with a certain tonality to them like even in the loop oriented tunes when when the riff comes in it, it's got like you know and and i'll call it o minus note and then it's a, <laughs> what, what's that one you know right. like it's not just standard major yep. chord you know line or something like um do a deer on in the key of c right it's not that so that if that makes any sense so um yeah that was uh that was time consuming and, and i know that my final choices were something that i looked at them and said well gosh i wonder if i should put these three in instead of those and make it all like this thing i was like no just just put it in i mean it's a it's 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 my first solo album it's it's just a uh it's just a, a piece of me it's not everything sure well and you know you, you brought up something interesting saying that you know and you have all these different ideas and you know we talked about the songwriting aspect of things and you just mentioned the fact that you know the, the album's got dna through it and whatnot and there's you know there's some chord progression songs but then there's stuff that's not and something that you just said was very interesting. You said, you know, the, the, the chorus of Freak of Nature is is a riff. It's and and generally, you know, when people think of choruses, they're thinking that big, you know, those big chords and all that stuff. You know, and so obviously you're not coming from the standard songwriting perspective, I would say, because this is your project. You don't do this as your quote unquote main job. Yeah. Did was that ever kind of a battle for you when you wrote something like the chorus of freak of nature where it's a riff and not those big chords. And you're trying to make this more accessible. You said so that, you know, people are getting into it. It's not overly progressive. W was that a battle for you? Or did you just say, you know, pardon the language, fuck it. I'm going to write what sounds good to me. Or, or did that kind of throw you off a little bit? It, it didn't throw me off. Uh, it throws off writers <laughs> that write that need the chords. That's, that's who it threw off. Okay. Um, that's and who, who it throws off. I noticed so in, in my experience, you know, uh, um, so for me, I just heard the riff and somehow I just heard, um, I, I heard things with the voice instrument that, that worked with it, you know, um, that, that's all I can tell you, uh, is, is it wasn't that part, wasn't necessarily all that hard. So it be, because I could hear it. So I don't know. Maybe you know. I, I I'm just I don't know. 
that just was something that I was able to do. So, okay. um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'll try to think for a minute. Um, um, yeah, I mean, there, there, are, there, are, there are songs, there are a handful, maybe just a few, that have the chords for the choruses. Um, and let me think. Do I have, yeah, there's a little, there's a hint of this riff thing somewhere in it, even if it's a call or an answer sure. or whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, largely, you know, and I understand that. I understand why, why uh, people that, that compose the voice end of things like that because there's room there's room for that that singing and that that, that just you, you could choose any one of a bunch of notes and they're all they all work right you know um writing them over a riff that's not that's not the case um because the notes are changing you know yeah fast the notes are changing fast so it's probably a you know a thing Yep. For the for the normal lyric writer, but I yep. I, I don't know. I just heard it. <laughs> well, so you, you, you me- <laughs> well you so you mentioned it might have been difficult for other people. So that you know that that brings me to a question I wanted to ask. Obviously, you've got you know other musicians working with you on this. I mean, you in other interviews you've talked about the fact that you wrote everything. This was you one hundred percent. Yeah, initially. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I initially. But with the well, I'm, when I mentioned the difficult, it wasn't in this situation. Um, specifically with 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 my musicians, it, like I said, in my experience in life and things, okay. just because I had written some stuff. Sure. Before. Yeah. Anyway. I, well, yeah. No, I was just going to ask. You know, what did what did the other musicians bring to this? Obviously, you know, you've you've made it very public. You've, you've got Gus G playing lead guitar. You know, you've got Ivan Keller on rhythm. You've got Tony Dickinson on bass. You know, um, Jen Majura on vocals, which is a very interesting choice because I think yeah. you know most people would associate her as a you know, with guitar. So what did they bring to this process? Were you more of a, Hey, here's, here's, here's what I wrote, play this. Or did you say, Hey, if you've got something that you think will enhance this, like, let's talk about it. Like, how did you approach this with the other musicians that you worked with? Well, musically I approached it where, okay, here are the parts, but I made sure they were, you know, they were unison things. And so that's like, that's kind of how the part is and how it's going to go. But there are sections that were more basic. And I said, I, if I, if a, if a on my uh, keyboard instrument, I've done something, you know, wrong for the string instruments, change it. Let me know. Cause it's like a note here or there, like whatever. Um, Cause the essence of the parts were going to remain, they had to remain. So that's I left that room, and um, and they did. Um, now it's like, well, can I play? I want to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Or, or um, like I said to, to Tony on bass, I said there are there are transitions where I'm playing melodiously on the drums. You can catch those, and if you want to do it, you know, an answer, a little fill in here, here, go ahead. Ivan did it as well, and of course Gus you know, had the solos. And what was interesting about that is that I had written a solo for every single song. And what made him want to play on this album is I ran into him in an airport lounge in Istanbul. And um, it was an open chair. It happened to be next to him. 
And I was being goofy and like pretending I didn't see him and just like, where am I going to sit? He'll say, sit here. I was like, okay. And I, I, he was, what are you doing? I said, I'm just working on some stuff. He goes, let me hear it. I'm like, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want you to hear this. <laughs> right. So he goes, give it to me. I put it on. He put the, he pulled the headphones out and said, please let me, let me record this for you. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> twist my arm. Yeah. Twist my arm. Uh, right. So what he said about the solos is, uh, a couple of them in an endearing way and i love this he said i need to play this because this is this is wrong for guitar this would be impossible to learn and i said i know i get it because you know initially i i i, I wrote the solos and i was trying to find like some kind of violin kind of sound and i was thinking having a psycho violinist get out there and like play these solos with me it just hit me this is a long time ago and I was like, uh, okay, no. Um, and Gus said, I, I, I got to try it. So he went in and, and, and did it. And um, he uh, encountered certain songs where he just, he just, he asked me if he could just do his own thing. And I said, sure, go ahead. And then I'll, 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 I'll wreck your solo and ruin it. <laughs> nice. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know, the reason that happens, I'll tell in a minute. But before I do that, Jen, um, I, I had done a, a project for her, call you know, her, her one minute, one minute uh, thing she was putting out, mm -hmm. and we we did a Stevie Wonder song, One Minute Champs. We were doing a Stevie Wonder song, and I noticed her tone uh, for um, and her swing and her ability to play like a lot of instruments and i was like well, i just noticed that that's really good you know because i had her her solo album which was guitar so um um one thing led to another um i i, I thought of her and I, I sent her um a few instrumental tracks and freak of nature was one and when she heard that she wrote me right away and said, I please let me do this. I'm like, okay. So what's interesting about her is 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 that she's got this unique sound and tone, which I didn't ex expect. It's, it's it's striking. I was like, and I and I liked it for that. And plus her pitch is spot on. But the thing is, like every singer. A singer has their range where they sound most comfortable. And I had already finalized all of the music for these tracks. So there are a couple of them that she said, that's a little bit in this range. That's not my, you know, the sweet zone. Comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. The comfort zone. So uh, Freak of Nature is, 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 is one that's not as, it's, it's like in the middle kind of a thing. Right. with her you know what i'm saying so the one coming out friday not drowning uh is a different animal so that's a little more in that in that sweet zone so uh she did an absolutely wonderful job making uh, you know giving some consistency to all of them because even through the process she said to me because i'm gonna have to sing that like really low uh this i'm like <laughs> yeah. it's like i was like wait a minute it is my house <laughs> I was like, this yeah. is not my, you know the david byrne thing this is not my usual <laughs> house it's like I, oh yeah it is and i i didn't know so anyway um 
dots out to Cena's, you know, she's like, bang, got it. So the guitar solos, let me just uh, do that and you can, I don't know. How, how long are we doing this for? Uh, whenever whenever you need to go, man, we, you've, whatever you'd like to talk about. <clears throat> okay, so um, with the solos, I had uh, joined the band Extreme and I went on tour right away. And then when we returned home, there were eight months off. It's like, okay, all right. Um, why don't I practice my drums and um, finish my rhythm knowledge, this thing I was calling rhythm knowledge, which are my books. So I, I, I finished the first two with a co-writer, of course. Um, and then I bought some equipment for songwriting. And it was interesting because I would get ideas at strange hours of the night and just get up and go work. And it was fun. And I would just sleep whenever. And I loved to cook. So I had like crazy amounts of great food in the house pre-cooked. And, you know, it's just like, it was like a, it was a nice alone time. And... <laughs> Uh, during that time, I wrote a bunch of songs and I figured, well, let me write some stuff I think would be appropriate for Extreme, even though I knew that what would happen was like, because we had written stuff at sound checks and jammed together and we had material that just is just gone. It's, it's just gone. It's, it's under like a Maxell XL2 cassette in some, in some, you know, at the bottom of three compacted cars and some junkyard so <laughs> I, I don't know where it is you see what i see how my mind works that's why it's oh, some yeah. of the song that's some of the songs in my reading go where did that come from like, <laughs> sorry <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um keeping that stuff uh, for back so, in the days a bitch yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, right so um um yeah so i i wrote these songs and i wanted to designate where the solo was and I got on a keyboard and I tried, and I had, I had a sweet, a sequence with a floppy disk still. Oh, geez. So, oh yeah. So, um, so I tried to record shapes and motions that I couldn't really play, but I wanted to do like arpeggio sweeps and stuff like that. You know, Nuno play anything. So, um, something, you know, it wasn't good. I was, I was embarrassed. <laughs> I wasn't going to, I'm not going to send that. So it hit me one day. Um, I looked at one of my percussion modules. I knew it had a vibraphone, a marimba, stuff like that. So I put the vibraphone on and and um, um, assigned those sounds from my pads. Like that kit, this drum kit is, a, is an apex shape. It's symmetrical. Mm -hmm. and it goes from the middle out. And so I had a small kit shape like that, that I had on tour that I would just practice because, you know, this drum kit isn't something that just, you know, I was able to play when I, I, I set the first version of this up and could not play it. It, this is a learning tool for me. This is a, you know, this is something that I was like, I, I pulled me to be developing who and what I am now, as far as, you know, a, a drummer. So I couldn't even play it. Definitely not. It was totally ambidextrous. I'm like, ah, 
left like <laughs> high the high hats going like you know <laughs> right. and it's funny people call me ambidextrous i'm not ambidextrous i I, I work very, very hard to develop the skills associated with it. And I got into cognitive science and that really changed everything mm-hmm. for me. So that's a tangent. I'm going to right, hold on. <laughs> it, so so um, I asked Nuno if I could borrow one of his amp heads and, and cabinets. And he, he said, yes. So I got it and took the output of the percussion sound that I was using and put it into the guitar. And we distorted it and we're like, huh. Well, that sounds interesting. It doesn't sound great, but it's a distorted note, you know, in, in the string, sort of in the string family, even though not quite, because, a, a, you know, uh, a vibraphone is a, a hunk of metal, like a doink. It's sure. a key. But um, yeah. I, I just like, I tuned, well, I assigned the right, key signature notes to all of the pads for each of the songs so any pad i hit was uh, was a right note because <laughs> because the solo sections were in one one particular key signature um which is like it's similar to what's what's happening on, on my solo album um and i just played this mad stuff and i had foot pedals too so essentially i had four limbs to play one low e string if i wanted to <laughs> So I, I did some things on purpose, knowing you know would hear it. And sure enough, he, uh, I, I, you know, I, I can't say I, I remember word for word of verbatim what he said or what he wrote. I don't even remember if I spoke or talked or faxed or whatever it was. But I remember um, him, let me use the word, saying, saying, that's, that's insane. I got to learn that. So when I, when, I ran, when, I, when I ran into Gus, and I heard him say the same thing. I knew that he needed to be the guy. So that's that how right. yeah. that's how that happened. So I, I did have a question about Dino Jalusic because it's it's interesting because you know he introduced you to Tony Dickinson and Ivan Keller yeah. and you know and obviously they're world class players you know TSO and all that kind of stuff and um but you you know Dino suggested them. Was there ever a thought, like, was there ever a, a brief discussion to get Dino himself on this? Because obviously he's just uh, unbelievable. And yeah, 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 since yeah, you were already yeah. talking about this, was there any talk of having him on the album at all? Or There, there, there wasn't an option to have him, um, uh, you know, on my on my final album, you know, because um, yeah, of a million reasons. But anyway, that's so, uh, he's not on it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Short you know, and simple. Uh, yeah. he, he's great. I uh, was amazing and, and great person too. So, uh, so yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, so what what are you what are you hoping fans get out of this? Because it's, I mean, it is a very unique project. You know, you're known as Mike Mangini, the drummer, and you know, even when drummers do put out solo records, which is not common, it's not. Hey, it's song based. I'm I'm trying to, you know you know venture into the world of actual songwriting what it, it tends to be very rhythmic and you know so this is a very unique project so what what is your if you had a message that you wanted to get across with this record what would it be it would be to either by how music makes you feel or how words make you think to use those to, to grow, 
you know, to, to learn to learn how to find um, you know, the, like the, the truth or the reality of something, um, for the lack of a better description. Um, it's it's really about having a calling and 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 like, oh, I'm being inspired, you know. So um, I really want to reach a, I do want to reach a broader audience to as, as my honorable mention I would like to share what I do if that's the simplest message then that's the message I mean, I'd like to share what I do over here with people that would not um, pay any mind uh, to me if if they were listening if, it, if they weren't listening to music on the albums that I'm on um or if they saw something like this or you know saw a drum solo of mine or a clip that somebody put up because everyone's always putting clips of like this stuff you know and it's like i i look at it and go when i've seen it i can't even you know look it's like um it's like of course that little piece of every solo gets clipped or if i play very polyrhythmic of course, that gets taken, and there's, a, there's an issue made out of it, or something, or a scene, or something. It's like the meat of what I do is never looked at. It's never grabbed and shown. It's never forefront. But it's the forefront of what I do. Is I play music, you know, and I've played music where I stay out of people's way, and. Um, when I feel something in that music, I, I, I play for it and use my abilities to enhance it in some way, to color it in. And so the message is, you know, hey, you know, to, to the person that doesn't really get what I do, um, maybe they'll get that from this because it's, it's, it's not intimidating, you know, at, at least – at least the regular parts. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if the solo sections are, or maybe, I mean, let, let me clarify. To play it like me on that instrument is not so easy. The simple sounding stuff is not easy to play because of the, of the balance shifts that have to occur to stay in time, the distances that I have to go. The difficulty in memorizing the exact drum to hit. It's not just making a rhythm. If that was the case, I would default to um, a five-piece kit with a small, a medium, and a large tom-tom to just get the range. A regular hi-hat, a closed one, a couple of crash cymbals, a ride, and maybe a stack. And that would be it. Because um, if I played that way, I wouldn't... I wouldn't want to use a kit like this to just fill in and go and just hit everything on the kit. I, I would, I mean, I just hit the drums that work and then I can hit more notes on the one drum. So I'm just trying to share what I'm doing here because maybe one of the final things I'll say here is that I, I became aware and I recognized that transitions throughout this record if they were, if it wasn't, if they weren't played on that drum set, wouldn't work on a small kit. And that's interesting. Very that's much. In, yeah. that's, that's interesting because, because um, when people 
Oh, would drummers cover my drum parts on a smaller drum set with music I'm on, it, it can be reflected. It can be reflected. Um, not, you know, not all of it, but, you know, in, in essence, to a point. But, uh, and not, you know, exactly, but to a point. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the thing, the thing about some of the moves on this album is that the rhythm is like three, four, da, 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 bang. Okay. Now, if I just had a four piece kit, that fill would sound like one, two, three, four, one, do, 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 boom. Now, if anybody heard me do that on an album, they might say, okay. <laughs> yeah, this, you can do it. But you, is that really you? Like, is it, is the integrity in it? And yeah, yeah, it might be, it might be. But you get my point. Of course. <laughs> you get my point. So when I'm playing, da, do, do, da, da, do, do, do. Well, that, that sounded like that. Ba, ba, da, 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 da. That's, I didn't mean that. Where did that come right. from? Is that is, that's that that's my 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 Italian heritage and all those you know, big family weddings coming into my. I'm Italian my myself. I'm, like, I'm following well, right along, Mike. I'm Italian myself. Well, well, my gosh, so sorry. I, do I have a shield? No, no. I want that. Song. Anyway, um, but you on that kid, it goes like. So, now the thing is i can't just pick any four drums because if i start with this hand but the next ride source is in a is over here because the key signature demands that well then i can't play it starting with this hand because then i'm going to end up having to do a double or moving in a very uncomfortable way that where yeah. i can't strike the drums hard so that's a unique thing about the album is it just might sound like that's I'm sure with freak of nature. I am absolutely sure that um, a number of percentage of people heard it when you just were like, which is well, that's a simple B like, yeah, yes. But if you would like the drumsticks, <laughs> and yeah. if you would like to get on that drum kit, if you're a drummer, then then do that because you might be satisfied. You'd be challenged to sit down and go, yeah, I got. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait yep. a minute. Because that's what happens when people sit down on their kid. They go, oh, whoa, 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 what? Yeah. I'm like, oh, you got to flip your feet and I'm like, huh? <laughs> Do what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I was. I was going to bring that up about freaking nature because you know, and I won't keep you too much long. I really appreciate you sticking around. Um. Thanks. We'll go a few more minutes. Yeah, Freak of Nature is interesting because I, when you first listen to it, and this is this is my visceral reaction. We do a lot of deep diving on the show here, um, but you know, when you first listen to it, you're thinking, okay, this is a good heavy modern rock song. It's got a good hook and everything. This set and the other. And when you, you go listen back to it, all of a sudden you hear those Manginiisms, you know, for lack of a better word. You know, you you hear those in there, and you're like, holy shit! Like it's it's very nuanced. And I think it's exactly as you said, like you, you wanted your own flair in it, but you want, but you wanted it to be more accessible too. So I, it's such an interesting listen. So yeah, I, I completely get what you're saying. Cause I completely got that from, from listening to the song multiple times. Thank you. That's a, that's a big relief. Cause that's what, that's what I want to do, you know, because I just tried to put, put things in there for the, the, the spectrum of listeners out there. You know the stuff like that. I know that's gonna, I know that's gonna translate to a certain demographic, um, 
but uh, it's, yeah, it's 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 the other crowd, you know. So that that's for that's to play for that you know, that friend that some friends I had, you know. Uh, if 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 I I don't know put on whatever complex type of music for a friend or something as a young kid, you put like fusion on Billy Cobham, this yep. or that or, or or whatever. I don't even know what comes to mind here. Um, you know, certain friends are like, yep. I like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. You don't have to like it. It wasn't until I studied cognitive science. I found that phrase. Interesting. I don't like this. I said, wow. Cause I never understood it. I was just like, well, you know, all right, I, I get it, but I put music on and just start, it, my, my mind just starts dissecting it. And, I, and, I, and I, I like that process of like listening a different way as a, as a person that loves to learn. So, oh, what, you know, what is this? There? How's that going? Okay. Sure. So when I studied you know, more deeply in cognitive science and then MIT did the study, I realized that sometimes when someone says, I don't like that, sometimes it's not about the taste. Or, or that kind of thing. It's that they don't like the feeling that, that they, they don't know what's going on in there, because I didn't either, of this area of the brain not being wired. And it drives the, it's uncomfortable. It actually makes you like, you know how you could, if you do a lot of uh, homework or reading, you, you, you grab your hair and you kind of do that, or, or you, you, you squint your eyes. You know what I mean? Like when, yeah. in, when, in, when in, information kind of tires you out. That's what I noticed. I was like, I think this particular person in this particular case doesn't like the feeling of not being able to process this thing. And if, and if they could process it, they might like this music. And so that became a very important um, source of my love. My and what I, what I actually did and it just, it just, it, this is a tough sell. This is a tough sell. What I'm about to say is like, it's like I'm saying to you, John, you have a dollar in your pocket, okay? Now, I got a vending machine here. For a dollar, you can have a pair of my drumsticks. You can have two pairs of my drumsticks. You can have a symbol. You can have two of my gong drums. You're not going to take the drumstick for a dollar, are you? No. You're going to take the most no. value you can get, aren't you? Yes. Right. Well, <laughs> Very much so. So, like, so for that dollar, why don't you get the world? And what I mean by that is I set up um, – I chose two of my rhythm knowledge systems from, from my second book, volume two, which has the systems in it. The first book is about, you know, what are we and how do we work? And how does that relate to us wanting to learn about music or learn to be a musician? That's the first one. Things are easy when you know, you know, how, how does it all work? The second book is that things are easy when you know what. So I figured out how to boil anything that could be played rhythmically down to these five systems. And it applies to every instrument, but it also applies to non-musicians. 
So I took two of the courses and I put them on my Vimeo rental page. And one of them is called Not Quite Doubled, which is a pattern recognition system. And as I use these words, it's probably a turnoff to people just because I'm using the words. And I, I just say, oh, no, 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 come on, come on. Just like, just give it a minute because I can teach a non-musician. Well, I have taught non-musicians 100% unfailing, for sure, guaranteed every time. I've taught them in less than 10 minutes how to wire that area of the brain or at least begin the wiring of it because you have to keep, you know, you have to work but how to wire it initially and how to, to recognize any complex bass rhythm, any, anything. I'm talking like time changes, quick mm. ones. It works. And why not spend your time or your dollar being able to do something to give you the joy of every single kind of music in this world, everything for such a short investment of you know, just 10 minutes for crying out loud, just to get it, you know, but, but the, yep. but the course, I put nine hours of material because each, each of those courses is an hour, but I, I sat there and, and recorded very slowly for five minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, you know, hour, 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 hour. So people could gradually build with me and, 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 just drill these base binary rhythms and meaning the only two things you got to deal with an on or an off <laughs> right because with, with because with odd phrases okay odd phrases when you go um on off on off or down up down up it could be a guitar or right left right left or or hit rest hit rest whatever two voices you have the second one, the up, becomes the one with an odd number because if you have seven, right? You go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one. So the way that this system works is you count every other one, and that's why it's not quite doubled. I don't count to four, not quite doubled, to get a grouping of seven. It's just a, a phrase, a term, whatever, what I came up with at the time. It's not as important as the essence of what it is, yep. but um, why wouldn't you just do that? And so I hope that eventually um, I can bring a lot of people into that world because I know the, the joy I get when someone goes from thinking and feeling that there is no way that they can play something that I play or understand complex music or like Indian music that's flying with very large time signatures and stuff, you know, just very complex rhythms to become comfortable with. If they think they can't do that, my soul has, it's just living through this thing called rhythm knowledge, which offers something called hope. And there is, there's, there's been no greater joy to me than that, than someone, you know, getting a hold of this and, and just having their life transformed. That's why I like teaching so much. It was a very emotional thing. It still is. Anybody that signs up for my Zoom classes and stuff like that, it's the experience is pretty mind-blowing. 
not it's, but it's very mind blowing to everybody because what they expected is not what happened because you we expected they didn't know what to expect because they didn't know they, they didn't have any experience how do you know you don't know yep. you, you got to go there and, and, and take that leap and i i've opened up classes to beginners numerous times like just a class of beginner it's like the interest is nil i'm like this is unbelievable to me i'm, I'm about to save a person a decade a decade of practicing easily than anyone that knows the system and at least has and had me coach them personally they sure. know that that's that 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 claim is true like i made a claim i don't want to make a claim i can't back up but i can mm-hmm. back up they'll back it up for me that's the best that's that's the best backup in the world right the best verification you know or authentication of of, of this of a method yeah so um that's what it is and i i really you know you asked me what's your message and i'm still talking <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the message is, hey, look, and I would like to share what I do here, okay? But I would like to, you know, give, have somebody share with me the joy of growth, either from, like, for example, like Freak of Nature, it's like, it's about, well, I mean, my inspiration doesn't mean it's someone else's. So you, you've, got, you've got to interpret this how you want. That's the, each song can be, can be used for that. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean what I had it mean, right? And what I had, whatever. What does do 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 da 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 mean? I still don't know. And what does it mean to me? It means that's how to write a hit song. Don't I, write, <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so where was I? Um, no, I mean, I do 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 da da da. I can remember just. <laughs> The, the, the playing at the rat in Boston, like my mind just goes into these, these, these crevices. Of I, I, I told memory. you, I'm Italian. This is normal conversation. Memory, for me. <laughs> memory crevices. I'm just like I get pulled out and go. Uh, and your name is so. Um, so it's like you know, like, you know. Um, I, I just want to promote thought. How how what you know what method can I use to improve in this? What method can I use to learn about something? reality of it or the truth of it uh what is it really what's really happening with this thing you know and 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 with that in mind i speak about physics a lot i don't think i could pass any kind of proficiency test on it i I, no no but but what i can do is tell you what it does and and how it works and what it's for that i can do from because I draw pictures, yep. Of, of, of structure, of structures. I go. I know what I know. What this is. What I can do. I don't memorize all that stuff. So <laughs> I don't want to sound like I do. But um, you know, I, I used a metaphor, a physics metaphor for uh, not drawing. But anyway, freak of nature is like elite athletes, or forces of nature, or forces in nature, or the forces of the universe, whatever. But force of nature doesn't sound good. You know, one True. force, force of nature. Force of, <laughs> it's just more like it belongs in a lounge, right? You get getting the swing into it. Yeah. It's like it's like this elite athlete that's unstoppable, and and people criticize all the time. You no know, they have no idea. You criticize this football player. I'm sorry, but I would not 
want to get in front of that person because they would break bones. So I think I'm not going to criticize him, but it's easy to do on the internet. It's easy to do on the internet, right? Is to criticize <laughs> yep. people. Like, no one's going to know. Touch me. I'm not going to be as mean as possible. Say what I want. Yep. But anyway, so the critical or they think you can, you know, defeat a hurricane or anything. You just get out of the way. If, you know, if Rob Gronkowski's a big barrel and ash is a tight end and you're a small cornerback, do your best and hit him. But, you know, you could see sometimes they would, you know, you just boom, yep. blast right through or a big lineman or whatever athlete. You just look at some people um, have, 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 have natural abilities that are different from others and they do something with those. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a song on the record about, uh, you know, not not squandering your gifts. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So I don't know. See if see if the stuff makes you kind of go, ah, interesting. What's that? You know, what, 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 uh, how do I want to apply that to something? Not necessarily. Yeah. What what did he mean by this? It doesn't matter what I. It doesn't matter because there, sometimes you know multiple things. So I, I just trying to make a song sound like something. And put meaning to it uh, to to uh, to to induce some thought about something personal to whoever's listening. For sure. Well, I know we're, we're way over time, so yeah. I cannot appre- I can't I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. Um, we are a fan driven show, so we've had a whole bunch of comments. The fans are just loving this. Uh, oh, thank I, thank you. Yeah, our our good buddy Kale McLeish, who's actually backstage right now, he says it's the master himself. Love the new single and what a stellar lineup. Our good buddy Robert Ream says, hell yeah, this is awesome. Thanks for being here, Mike. You're welcome. We've got, uh, man, David Condren. He says, this is truly amazing. Thank you so much for having the great Mike Mangini on the cast. Mike, you are truly one of a kind and such a huge blessing to me and to DT. Your new material is awesome. Thank you. Joe Gebhardt says, always cool to hear how an artist gets their spark for an idea, or in this case, the album. Thanks for sharing, Mike. You're um, welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, it was. This was a blast, Mike. And I, the the, the new the new single, obviously, well, it won't be as new as of tomorrow. But uh, "Freak of Nature" is the new single. And uh, one more time, promote the one that is coming out tomorrow. Here, in it's already out in Australia. But as Kale yeah. has reminded me many times as we're talking. Yeah. All righty. And so, yeah, the, my link tree links to this rhythm knowledge stuff. If people are interested in just seeing what it's about, if nothing else, it's it saves time. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. It works. So awesome. that's it. Take awesome. it easy. Well, appreciate it. Again, Mike, thank you so much for the time. I know we're way over, but it, this was a blast and uh, great best of luck with the record, man. I can't wait to hear thank the whole you. thing. Thank you. Take care. You too, man. See you, take Mike. Care, Bye-bye. Are you shutting this? <laughs> yes, I, I can take you right out. There you go. All right. <laughs> there he goes, everybody. The great Mike Mangini. That was crazy. I was told, hey, let's do 29 minutes, and Mike gave us so much more. That was uh, wow. You know, I've, I've been podcasting for a while, but it, it never gets old when you get to talk to one of your heroes, man. That is just the coolest thing. So, uh, yeah, there he goes. Mike Mangini. Again, the the uh, current single is Freak of Nature. He's got a new one coming out tomorrow. So make sure you check that out. Uh, wow. A lot to digest there. I went full music nerd for a minute. It's a good thing Brian wasn't on or we might not have gotten anything but music nerd stuff. So uh, there you go. So uh, thank you guys for the kind words in the comments. Appreciate you all there. So uh, Robert Husted says, epic interview, John. Thank you very much. Mike, Mike is very easy to talk to because he, he is very descriptive in his answers. And sometimes you'll interview somebody that'll give you like two sentence answers and it, it makes it a little difficult. You got to kind of 
pull stuff out of Mike is so descriptive and it's so it's so interesting to listen to him because he has such a unique perspective. So that was that was a total blast, man. So all right. Moving on to the second half of the show. So we have had a debate going on the show for it might be over a year now, but it's it's been quite a while in any case. And basically it started in the chat and we were talking about the song Octavarium and come to find out. I thought that every dream theater fan loved the title track Octavarium. I, I thought that was just a thing like who doesn't like Octavarium. Well, come to find out there are people that don't. And it sparked a pretty big debate in the chat that has continued back and forth uh, ever since it started. I be- Okay, I'm, I'm being told in the private chat that it was December. So it is almost a year. And uh, yeah, so for almost a year, we've had a few fans battling each other on whether or not Octavarium is a good song. So... We've been talking about it as a joke, but we wanted to make it a reality. We are now going to do Octavarium in the Octagon. So I'm going to bring them on one at a time, and I'm going to bring on the person first who started this whole whole debacle. <laughs> Our very good friend Chastity Crawley is going to be on, and I'm going to give them each 60 seconds to explain their viewpoint, and then we're going to get them all on. We're going to have ourselves a good old-fashioned debate here. So chastity welcome back to the show it's good to see you thank you for sitting backstage while we were uh, talking to the man himself mr mike mangini how are you i'm good it's me versus the whole fandom so it'll be good well kel's gonna help but me versus 99.9 percent of the fandom there you go all right so 60 seconds why do you not like octavarium i like the music part it just lyrically i'm gonna quote mangini it doesn't feel right it doesn't work in this section of my brain i don't like it and you're gonna get sign language (laughs) (laughs) but it just if i could take the lyrics out which i did the math and did great song i'd listen to it all the time just the lyrics don't fit with the way i want it to mesh together and i'm not the only one i have quotes from (laughs) people that don't (laughs) took took notes did you (laughs) i have notes (laughs) you can't see how bright my phone is but i have notes on parts that i don't like wow i did my research but me versus the fandom hopefully i don't get drugged completely <laughs> I th- all right well all right so, so you are you are the counterpoint let's bring on our point real quick this is uh a gentleman that you have seen on the show a couple times and also if you are a viewer or listener uh if you watch or listen to my nerd podcast the nerf herder council you've also seen him there uh, he is our very good friend, Mr. Sean Faust. How are you, man? Hey, thank you so much for having me here, John. I'm appreciating this. Um, I want to think of something that Mike said during his interview that I can steal to defend my liking of this song. Uh, okay. Well, Chastity just stole something to defend her disliking of this song. Okay. So, um, I mean, I've had a year to think about this almost, and I should have been prepared but um, I need something that's been said in the past uh, 67 minutes to really drive it home. Hmm. It's when I go da, 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 da for crying out loud. But seriously, (laughs) I'm looking forward to this because uh, I'm sure since December, Chastity has come to realize that 
you know, it's a good song. And maybe just read the lyrics, read the lyrics back in the day before all you young whippersnappers had your, your MP3 players and <laughs> whippersnappers. Hey, I'm old, dude. So just let's let's uh, let's go easy on the old man. I it's past my bedtime by about three hours. My dinner times at three thirty p.m. <laughs> I uh, I already forgot what I was saying. See, that's what happens. All right. Well, th th there's there's your sixty seconds. Mm -hmm. So uh, all right, Glad I wasted it. <laughs> it's not the first time, my friend. It's not the first. Not time. at all. Uh, all right, so let's bring on the the man in the middle, so to speak. Uh, you know him, you love him. He is one of the first two fans of the show ever. Maybe the first, maybe the first fan. It's between him and Adam Rishog. He is, of course, the legend himself, Mr. Kale McLeish, all the way from Australia. Kale obviously displaying his beautiful vinyl copy of the actor. Oh dear, you caught me reading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, 60 seconds. Why are you on the fence with this song? Either it's parts good, parts bad. 60 seconds. For exactly that, I think there's some great parts in there, and I think there's some lowlights in there. I think there's a lack of uh, ever-present riff, like with a lot of the great Dream Theater songs, there's that one hook to get into as chastity said i don't think the lyrics are all that perfect though they do fit a very good um point to end not just the album but also the whole meta album cycle that's been running since scenes i don't know it's got real good high points and it's got some rather low points for me as well so i think it might be even a little over long for my take anyway all right, over wow, I, that that is a that's an interesting take because while it is like you know one of their epic length tunes, I think a lot of people think that the it kind of flies by. So, uh, let's bring everybody on all at once. We'll get to some comments here. Sean and Chastity, here we go. Uh, we've got Kale and I, who you know I'm the moderator, but Kale's on the fence up top, and then we've got you know Sean at the bottom versus Chastity. There we go. So, uh, so. <laughs> look at this chris aiken by the way aiken thank you for hooking up the mangini interview everybody say thanks to aiken even though he's being a dick uh he says i love it as a means of torture yeah, on touch tunes and non-metal bars <laughs> <laughs> not, not gonna lie i've i've been known to do a to play uh a change of seasons and then right as i'm leaving do a fast pass to play it right again so people that are playing shit music get basically 50 minutes of <laughs> Robert Husted says those people who don't like Octavarium are called nerds, John. <laughs> you know, Robert, the last time you were on, you couldn't spell my name right with my name on my title. I no, I'm not Whoa. listening to you. Oh, <laughs> the, look at that. She's already coming out swinging. Man, I think they're only one and a half ounce <laughs> Alexa uh, Johan Alexanderson, anybody taking bets? What about Sarcasmo Asshole? Yeah, where's Sarcasmo been? We haven't seen Sarcasmo in a minute. That's interesting. Okay. All right. So chastity, your main complaint with you. The first one you brought up was, was the lyrics. Let's start there. What, what, what do you not like about the lyrics? So I went down, I broke it down like line by line on here. It doesn't, to me, it's just, it sells out. It doesn't fit with, and yeah, I did say it sells out. Like if you listen, <laughs> break it down line by line, he starts out, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to be medicated and self-medicate myself and be so out of it for 30 years. I'm just going to do it anyway. It's fine. That's all I want now. 
Okay, that's could be like a six minute song. Congratulations. It's not the length. I'll listen to six degrees straight through 41 minutes. I don't care how long it is, but the story of it could be done in six minutes. Mm. You don't need to take 24 minutes to say that you sold out. Well, not knowing you sold out, not necessarily sold out, but gave up to what you didn't want because you were so over medicated. I just stick it in the 12 step from Portnoy fighting, like going through his 12 steps. I think parts of it would fit better with that than on its own thing. Okay. Like, I don't have it in verses here. It talks about... Wrong addiction. <laughs> it's still an addiction because he's self-medicating. So, hold on. I'm scrolling through my 10,000 things. So when it says... It's not that long. No, I'm, it's not. I will, here, you want math, Sean? You ready for this? Oh, boy. I listen okay. to Dream Theater. I, I get math all the time. <laughs> I sat down and counted how long my husband and I did the math driving. The total studio album catalog is 1,126 minutes and 25 Jesus. seconds. What's that in hours? 18 hours, 46 minutes and 25 seconds. Mm. Out of the entire thing, Octavarium and the other song that we you deep dived into that, deep dove into that album a couple episodes ago. I dislike 15 minutes and 40 seconds out of the entire catalog combined between two songs. This song is longer than that. <laughs> I don't mind the music though. That's the thing is I like the instrumental part. If we got rid of the lyrics, it'd be fine. Eight minutes, 17 seconds, instrumental. Great song. All right, Sean, oh, like, are... I did it backwards. Yeah. All eight, right. 17 yeah. that I don't like. If you put the rest, it's great. Just cut out that eight minutes. Okay. All right, Sh Sean or Kale or both, are you able to defend the lyrics to Octavarium? I personally don't have a problem with them because I I, I think it's very interesting. Um, I I like it, especially the the song title part. I, I really enjoy that. I think it was very creatively done. Uh, wh where do you guys stand? I'll let you start, Sean. Uh, I'm not trash talking the band at all because some cool stuff had come since, but I think lyrically. Overall, after Kevin Moore left, they kind of the lyrics weren't as fantastic, I guess would be for lack of a better term. The lyrics for Octavarium, until Chastity just told me the entire story of that song, I was always like, I don't <laughs> know what the hell is going on. And uh, that's that's cool. So, like, I figured like he dropped some acid at one point. And he threw on some Cheech and Chong and some Van Halen and for some reason was listening to Wilson Phillips. Wow. That's just crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole thing like of not wanting to be like him and then I become him. That's every child says that I'm not going to be like my parents. I'm not going to be like my parents. And then somehow they end up being somewhat like their parents. Uh, lyrically, you know what? Chastity, you got to win. Oh, Look if we that. can just do the lyrics part, great. Let's just debate the lyrics because I like it musically. Do you like it musically? Like the melody, the tonality, you like that part? I mean, if I agree with you now, then what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> know, let's fight about anything. I can have, I'll fight about home. You want to fight about home? No, no. Oh, that's no, right. You don't like home. Oh my God, that's young. right. Exactly <laughs> I didn't give you that. 
Jesse, what kind you know, of Je- Dream Theater fan are you? I, was, Jesse, I don't I was want just... to endorse a dude sleeping with his brother's wife. Why is that okay? You're not endorsing Because it's a Dream Theater it's song, and it's awesome. It's part it, of an overall great. story. Cut out. Again, but I did the math on this. Trying to condemn it. I don't know if you've actually noticed the tone in which it talks about that. Even but he that's... says it's wrong. Yeah. But it's still, you're spending 12 minutes and 53 seconds going oh look at this big long story and i want her so much she's home to me i want her so much and i know it's my blood i know it's my brother but i'm doing it anyway and i'm like you could do the rest of the album with just okay she died it was this very tragic thing and that one little snippet where it talks about it in fatal tragedy that's fine you don't need that 12 minutes and you don't need the sex scene, like this money in the background. You don't. You, you need realize that, that finally, Frey literally paints this dude out to be the fucking main villain of the thing, right? He can be the main villain <laughs> without great. the sex sounds. You don't need that. You don't need to be going. Oh, I love my brother's wife. Look at my sister-in-law. Who who here? Y'all have brothers. All right, then take off the right side of the headphones when we get to that bit, and just hear the casino in the background. <laughs> Problem solved. I, I'm getting. You know, I mean, we're you know. We're we're here to talk about octave verbs, so we'll get it back on the rails. I'm, I gotta say, Chastity, though, you're coming, you're, you're you're coming in here strong, saying I don't like Octavarium, I don't like home. I mean, next thing it's gonna be like you know, Metro- you know Metropolis Part One. No, and, I'm telling you, I you only know. dislike out of 18 hours, I only dislike 15 minutes, and it's just the lyrics. I could listen to any all of the rest of it. You give me that 18 hours. I'm good. Just cut out that 15 minutes of lyrics. Man. You know, speaking of 18 hours, why don't Sorry. we bring oh. up the intro to um, Octavarium? That Thank five you. and a half minutes? I mean, Beautiful. I love Floyd. No! I love Floyd. <laughs> um, and I love the intro to Shine on You Crazy Diamond, but here it's like, it's like, what, what did I dub it? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Shine on You Crazy, oh my God, um, Eclipse of the Heart. Because it goes from this like five minutes instead of like what could have been said in a minute, but there's like so much meandering going on. It's amazing how you're here to defend yourself for not liking it, and now I'm trash talking it. <laughs> you're doing a great job at this debate. Oh, well, no, I'll tell you, you're awesome. Point. Crosswired now. <laughs> no, no. Well, you know, I. He agreed, the reason I this happened is because I made a facial expression when Chastity said <laughs> in the chat that she doesn't like Octavarium. I was like. What? What the hell? And it, it just became this grudge match. So no, I'm it was here on, for it. It was on fan hangout. I, it was the fan I hangout. And you were that's like, right. Yeah, that's right. John I did that. Do that again. Do, like, what, what? what did I do? Do my facial expression. I can't do your facial oh, expressions. Okay. You were just this pure shock and like almost anger that I didn't like. I anger. See, Sean, you're 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 older like I am. So th- what what this is turning into is like back in the the heyday of '80s wrestling when Rus- like WrestleMania was the only pay per view. And you waited all year for the main event, and then you got to the main event, and it sucked. That's that's what you're doing here. Oh, I'm like, sorry. So anyway, Chastity, everything you're saying is completely incorrect. <laughs> yes. About home. Um, oh, correct. <laughs> everything you've said about lyrically, that's a good song. I'm sorry that you don't like the context of it. But anyway, so back to Shine On You Crazy Eclipse of the Heart. Um <laughs> This is why I'm glad I have waterproof mascara on. Oh my god! Amazing. Oh my god! Where did we lose this episode? And can we go back? I was gonna say, poor Kale hasn't even got to throw his two cents worth. You know what, Kale? Mike. 
Is that a? Oh my gosh! I think Kale's too comfortable on his fence. He can't decide which side he wants to. There follow. you go. Nice long, like split rail, the big log fence, just chilling. All right, Kale, <laughs> we're you're not up. fighting I'm, each I'm, other. I'm going to go. Get on Sean's side. Just be on Sean's side for a minute because he gave up and said I won. No, I didn't. What the no, hell lyrically, are you talking about? Lyrically, lyrically, I'm just going to give it to you because, you know. It's, it's, it's an odd song that could be condensed story-wise. Well, I'm well, just saying condensed story-wise. Until you brought it up today, I thought it was very much a um self-contained by movements because the first one is I don't want to be someone like him. The second one's Medicaid. And then you get the third one, which is just here's a bunch of shit we like. Let's put it in the middle. <laughs> like that's, that, that's is, just like okay, the world's yeah. worst sandwich like you have moldy bread moldy bread look at this beautiful expensive hamburger like yeah and then the fourth <laughs> one's just like hey remember that album that we were doing like 20 minutes ago here's literally the just rest a, of it. a little line about everything that we did and then the first one's like oh yeah yeah we we started this song and it's all about starting where it ended so um same note let's, yeah, let's just do that let's just do that let's go back <laughs> well, like if you just read the lyrics he says i don't want to do this i want to be inspired by them i don't want to be them but then all these someone's having to medicate him to get over that point so it does all run together if you sit there and yeah look but so you but you're like i didn't get it either so you did you understand why when you run it together it's a little yeah, if you run it together like that sure but that's it's like saying supposed to run together like that. Sure, but that's like making the debate that Barstool Warrior is part of Mike Portnoy's 12-step suite because it's about a dude who sits there and drinks. But it, you can play the 12-step all as one, and it all fits together. Well, the mirror lie um, is like the intro to the 12-step, and he's even said that. You say the mirror the, is lying? The mirror lie. The mirror, oh, slash, the mirror lie. slash lie. I thought yeah. you said the mirror is lying. I was like, no one has a mirror on this chat. <laughs> How do you know? Maybe it's <laughs> yeah, the mirror exactly. universe. And There's one lying. behind me. Shit. See, no I went to here. look around your head. <laughs> yeah. I, I am going to go with Joe Gebhardt in the chat here. He says, again, it's Dream Theater. Why does it have to be condensed? I, I think that's a great point. Dream, dream no, Theater is like a band the you don't condense. So that, you don't that condense them, but disagree. come on, man. Like, Five minutes of an F minor chord with some like, which don't get me wrong. I, I love watching it live. Um, I was at score. I don't know if a lot of people have heard about score. It was at Radio City. John. Of the room is uh, people that have seen score. Exactly. Right? Oh, John was there? I, He's I over. was not aware Might have of been. Yeah, There should side, be a, this uh, side of the room. A drinking game um, every time John mentions that he was at score. I haven't done that in a long time because you assholes, I, 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 I keep catching myself because of that, but I think that's a great drinking game. Okay, continue. I don't know why you called all of them assholes when it's me that does it to you, but okay. I do <laughs> people agree with you. Look, um, man. People all agree when the chat when you do yes. I'm just yes. saying that the, the intro. 100%, dude. 100%. <laughs> The intro to it is just a little too long. It's it's meandering because I know that you know Jordan learned to play the the steel guitar from uh, Steve Howe while they were on tour with us, and it's cool. And like I love that they experimented and did that, and I love it every time they experiment because a stale like stale Dream Theaters, it's still good. It's Dream Theater. I mean, come on, it's like eating cold pizza in the morning. I, yeah, still I don't know. Robert I, Hugh said he says, "Why would you willingly listen to Repentance? That's not good Dream Theater. It's the only example of it." Well, because I mean, I, I know that's John's favorite song. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, Sean, so you bring up an interesting point. Let, let's go to the intro here. So 
All right, Chastity, where do you stand on the intro? Because I that's love, I, I like that, it. Okay, I that's can usually listen to, if you take just the lyrics out, I'll listen to the whole song straight through. You don't like the I vocal melody? I wow. would rather take the vocals out of it and have it be a song like stick it like stream of consciousness or hell's kitchen where it's just instrumental. I'd be great. Let's just stick that in there. Wow. Yeah. But at, at, at least when James is singing, it's not really, really shrill on my ears. When Jordan goes way up there, it's like, Oh, d don't do that, please. <laughs> but he wants to, it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, but that's actually a very good. That's a good explanation for us. Probably. Okay, and <laughs> apparently John and Mike thought sex sounds in home were fun, but you don't want them to know that. So I don't know how this is going. Song home on the album. I'll just take it out. Oh, I'll this battle is awesome. I'll have it, Wait, I'll take have home my friends out? take it out. Oh, fuck. Take home out, and you miss like ninety percent of the story. Yeah. All right. So so. Discuss Metal Joe. Good to see you, by the way, brother. Um, sorry, I couldn't get your question in for Mike. Um, he says, Octavarium is like the Ten Commandments. Do you want to listen to a four-hour epic today? No? Then don't start. There's no good jumping on, jumping off point. You have to be ready for the whole thing. No. Very good point. Right. No. No. Be, like, no. Jump to Medicaid. Go go from Medicaid onwards. Once, once my eye actually joins in on the song, you're good. I think it's a whole piece, but I, I'm only here to moderate, so I'm not here to, you know. <laughs> well, then you keep that opinion to yourself. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, strike, strike what John just said. None of that counts. None of it counts. <laughs> the, the moderator is not allowed to opine. <laughs> and yet he did, so. Hmm. Well, I mean, it is my show. I mean, Jesus, I can, I'm, <laughs> I, I can <laughs> break the watch. rules if I want to. Like, oh, my God. By the way, guys, so real quick uh, show note here. Uh, if you guys want to co-host the show like the guys are now, don't forget we do have our annual fan hangout. It's going to be on Friday, December 22nd. And if you guys want to co-host like this, have your own debate. If you guys want to, like, bring up home, we'll do that one. Uh, you guys can jump in here. Just uh, shoot, shoot us an email, talkingintoinfinity at gmail.com. Uh, shoot us a message on Facebook. I think I might get it. Sorry, Mike L. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to jump in and do something like this, this what this is exactly what we do at the fan hangout every year. And this year again, it is on Friday, December twenty second. So after that plug, so Sean, Friday, what, Friday, <laughs> yes, there you go. My isn't correct. On <laughs> I, I I feel I feel a home debate coming up. This is going to be like a fight trilogy. You know, this is. Man. Wait, trilogy. What's the third one? I don't like. I don't know. I, Say something stupid. I, <laughs> oh, Says the man who flip flopped on his opinion two minutes ago. Those are, those are two good blasts. Those were some haymakers just thrown right there on either side. Oh, oh my God. I'm loving this. Yeah. Yo Johan Alexanderson says, I'll be in Europe that day. We'll be hella late. Yeah, but or it's early. worth it. It's, it's, it's so worth much it. fun. Yeah, Yo Johan, it's worth it just to watch me drink a gorilla fart <laughs> just to see my face because I can't even hide how putrid they are. It's, it's going to so be drinking into infinity. Oh, that's what yeah. I've been calling it all that's, year. A, that's really what it is. The show has a different title that night. So, all right, Sean, so the intro. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts on the intro? It's just a little too long. I love the idea, but it's, it's pretty much the beginning of Shine on You Crazy Diamond by Pink Floyd. Not complaining. I love it when they wear their influences on their sleeves. I think it's great. Okay. Um, it's just it's just a little too long for me. I usually do uh, fast forward a bit. Ten seconds at a time. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. All right. So doing that, you're missing nothing. 
Just say if you okay. get rid of it, you're not missing anything. Correct. That's what I Literally, thought. You Literally, just go. And you're fine. Oh, like Great. when it kicks Great. in, kicks in. Hmm. I'm right. talking like when it kicks in, kicks in. You're all yeah. About, no, I'm, talk, uh, I'm talking about you go straight to that melodic part. Have a have a bit of an ambient chord drone before that, sure, but you don't need him soloing on two different instruments as well. Like, well, then let me ask a question. Good on him for being talented and all, but do that in a more organic way rather than just here's a five and a half minute keyboard solo just to get you. Get you all sorted, yeah. Okay. Well, so, you gotta go get a beer. You gotta take a leak. I mean, there's John there's has to go do. take a beer. John has to put the banner at the bottom. Yep. <laughs> Just put the banner at the bottom during yeah. it. <laughs> well, okay. All right, Kale. So you bring up an interesting point then. Now, and I'll ask this of all three of you guys. So you say, just get to the point. Get to the. Okay, fine. But with a song this massive in scope. Do you think that that might be too quickly getting to the point, or do you would would any of you guys say that building up to that fits in a song of this magnitude? We've just had seven songs of build up to that magnitude. But what's wrong with Dream? Just they just always grow. Like everything Dream Theater does, they're like as the album goes, it just builds and builds and builds and builds. Because you're building to an immediate dropout. That's the thing. Like you're building to that big crescendo, and then here's an acoustic guitar on a float. But if you're building, it you're- doesn't stay built. It's just like here's five <laughs> seconds of payoff, nothing else. Enjoy I read the next something similar about people enjoy the next three minutes of someone like him as well. You know, that's okay. that's it for most of them until you get to Medicaid, really. All right. Sean, what do you what do you think? I'm gonna disagree with Kale. I, I I like the intro. I just think there's too much meandering going on. Maybe cut it down. Chastity, how long is that intro again? Before uh, just over five minutes, thirty seconds. So just I can over give you five... your. Ex- My husband actually wrote down the exact, but people are like, it's six minutes. You said it in December. It was six minutes, but it's like five thirty-two or something like that. I thought it was four thirty-two. I, I actually checked it the other day. Maybe I'm. Who knows? Maybe I was off, but in either case, (laughs) exactly. I was imbibing in gorilla farts at the time. Couldn't tell time. How how, how far are we calling the intro? Just as a point of reference. Till lyrics. Oh, till lyric. Okay. Oh, till lyrics start. Oh, I'm just talking about till the like that final. Yeah, Yeah, we're talking about the main. main. That's that's why I thought 4:30. Okay, so that makes sense. It will be 4:30 to. So I'd say two minutes two minutes of that like if you're gonna like do shine on do shine on and i get it but it we don't have to expand upon it okay i'd, I'd even be open to just go straight to the slide thing do the chords and then when he starts with the continuum don't do that go to the slide guitar where he brings up that next theme that gets echoed by the flute. once know? again the guitar player wants less keyboard solos i get it, I get it. <laughs> no I, I don't want less keyboard solos i want less i'm gonna slide all the way up here to where it gets distorted in the mix and just doesn't sound all that fair. great on the record fair fair i got you i got you and again i'm, I'm saying have that as a live thing have that as a live feature because on score it's absolutely excellent score john was there I was yes, there. So, you, John. so was I. Oh my goodness. 
<laughs> There's a reason they don't play this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, Chastity. The, uh, the intro. Do you think it's appropriate, or like Kale, do you think you just want to get past that four and a half minutes and go, or do you think no, it, or I, do you think doing something would take away from the vibe of the song? I think it. As much as it's almost like Danny Elfman san- sounding, like <laughs> Danny, wow, what, what, boy, is that, a, boy, is that an insult? <laughs> no, it's a good thing. I love Tim Burton. What did Danny wow. Elfman ever do to you that? Now <laughs> no, I like, like it. This is like a good thing to me. Robert, he's dead. Yes, it, yeah, because like, it, oh. it's got a slightly like almost a minor melancholy type thing as it moves through it. I think without all that extra, that's extra that's like building through it and helping it move into that it kind of feels like the instrumental part kind of feels almost unfinished without it to build into that to give it that not right creepy but kind of a creepy tone and i'm and i like it we were i went through i've been listening to it just so i can get more into the headspace for this and the man you like creepy tones but not snake sounds in horror Look, Kale. I just don't want to gonna... listen to twelve minutes of someone saying, "Look, I'm gonna go, you know, sleep with my my uh, brother's wife, and this is a good plan." Y'all got siblings that are married. You're gonna go hit on their spouses? No, I'm an only child. No, I don't. <laughs> We're gonna okay, have you a... got cousins or whoever that you want to go. Oh, I'm gonna go sleep with my best friend's wife or whatever. No, yeah, but it's See, not his brother, so it's okay. See that? That's what that's we not need. okay. That's just. <laughs> All right, fine. That's it's not okay. But thanks to you now, I got the music from Pee Wee's Big Adventure stuck in there. Oh god. I'm, I'm showing you. <laughs> You'd be friends with my husband. That'd be fine. I'm... We're gonna do like a Royal Rumble style thing at, at the fan hangout. We're gonna have chastity, and like every two minutes, we're gonna bring in somebody else, and she's just gonna toss them out of the ring. It's just gonna be like one debate after another. Like every two minutes, there's gonna be somebody else just just going completely at chastity for not like. So wait for a moderator. You just took a side there, Judge. I didn't <laughs> right take away, a side. Like, oh, you just said, oh, Chastity's going to shoot down everybody. Well, you, you just switched sides, so I win. That's not taking a side. I was stating a fact. <laughs> so he was, no, he was saying, John's saying, oh, well, Sean switched sides, so Chastity won. So oh, that's it's not that I switched sides. I still think you're wrong. I'm just agreeing with you on certain points here. <laughs> but we disagree. I, I think you're going to need to have the um, little clip out of the Portnoy drum solo from Once in a Lifetime where he goes to the, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> sound oh, effects, exactly. oh my god Go all right that. just get that clip stick it in here it'll be fine all right so i just did it <laughs> mike mike l has a good question to keep it rolling here Uh-oh. ckl i'm trying i'm trying uh mike l says question question for chastity so we'll let you go first <clears throat> what did you think about the vocals though i like the way that james sounds i really do give him Different lyrics, great. I just don't like the actual words of it. I don't like the story of it, but lyrically, like vocally, I like it. I'll listen to James. I'll listen to him all day. I have 18 hours. Well, it's not all James because you've got Dream and Day on there, but Charlie's good. I like, sorry, I'm not supposed to give opinions. Sorry. If you get, you know, you take out the 51 minutes and 25 seconds, even that, take the rest of it. I like James. I'll listen to him. I have no problem with that. I just don't like the lyrics that they're making him sing. Discuss Metal Joe says, 2112 <laughs> Overture plays. Chastity. <laughs> Chastity walks in carrying a title belt that just says DT on the front of it. Oh my God. <laughs> this, this is going to be the best fan hangout yet. Holy crap. Oh, I'm... Oh. <laughs> 
That's it. I'm I'm booking off work already. <laughs> that is going to be amazing. Oh. All right. So so Sean, your take yeah. on the actual vocals, not the lyrics, the vocals in Octavarium. I love his vocal performance on that whole album. He had gotten like himself like really back in shape around that time. Because I remember he was hitting that high F sharp on learning to live uh, when they were on tour with Yes the summer before, I guess, while they were recording this. And then that whole tour for Octavarium, he just sounded amazing. He was really at the top of his game again. And it was just nice to hear just how innocence faded. Need I say more? So like the summer oh, yeah. before, well, we're was, getting like learning to live nailed. Yeah. And then innocence faded. He just sounded awesome. So I think his vocals on this entire album sound great. Kale, vocals, not the lyrics. Your take. Love it. It's, I think, isn't score his actual highest recorded note on that trapped inside this octavarium right at the end there? Possibly. I, I, I don't care if I'm not allowed to give an opinion. That might be my favorite thing he's ever done vocally. Yeah. Very, ah, that scream was amazing. Yeah. And so. he, he doesn't do that anymore. I don't think he really got into it that much beforehand it's such a unique james bit it's and it's such a good little nugget of it you know so right. yeah no, vocally definitely and to also be building up that entire section the way he does starting low and almost spoken to almost putting in a bit of panic and then aggression and then getting to that scream just taking intervals brilliant Someone like him, well sung. Yeah. A, a, a whole lot of good stuff there. I even think Portnoy's got a really good part with the um, running forward, crawling back. You know, it, it provides a lot there. So Robert Hughes said, it's, it's only, the drinking game is if I mention score. If you mention being it's being there, yeah, being there. Yeah. It's not just mentioning yeah. score because we could talk about score. Yeah. Just, if I say I was there, that's the drinking game. So like drink now because you were there. You said it. I didn't. Does that count though because that that's a demonstrating of yeah. How that this was game that was like played. reading the yeah, rules exactly. Uh, I don't know. exactly. That's like saying when you're playing Uno, you have to say Uno, but to explain the rules, you have to say Uno, even if yes. you have cards right. in your hands. What you don't have to draw Uno? during the reading of the rules if you said Uno out of turn. Fair enough. Listen, yeah, Robert, if you keep this up, I'm not going to tell you that I actually have an in inbox message to play that uh, little amphitheater in Winchester, Indiana again next year. So Winchester, you're not invited to the show Indiana, if you keep this up. Indiana, not <laughs> but, Indiana, all right. So song length, another bone of contention for a lot of fans. Sean, your thoughts? No, no. I, I'm tired of people like, oh, you listen to a Dream Theater song in your car. Did it take you a day to drive? <laughs> like, I, dude, I get that all like, the time. Yep. Let the song be the song. I, and like, even as much as I was saying earlier about like the intro being a little too long, I don't care. Like, it's a Dream Theater song. Let it breathe. Let it be what it's going to be. Good or bad lyrics. Yeah. I mean, like, it, what, is, is, are those songs on the Astonishing that are like 25 seconds long? <laughs> now please tell me you hate the the, the nomax stuff yeah yeah you know you do i would rather know. listen to that than octavarium on repeat oh god wait what the wait i will kidding. listen uh, to please, 130 please. minutes of octavarium <laughs> over or of astonishing over the octavarium wait now you're saying you'd you'd rather listen to i would listen to the minutes? astonishing which is i can tell you how many minutes it is because i'm the weirdo now they were, oh yeah, they, that's why you're the weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I 
130 minutes and 25 seconds. I will listen to the astonishing all the way through with Descent of the Nomax and the one minute, 52 seconds and whatever on repeat. Then listen to, to Fairy. All right, look, you're going to get you're going to get booted if there's any more astonishing hate as the moderator. I, 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 will, I will tolerate a lot of things, but I will not tolerate any astonishing. Well, I yeah. astonishing. Yeah, don't make fun <laughs> of the astonishing. <laughs> Seriously, Sean? That's what, what you're gonna do? I heard that. No, no, no. Purgles aside. No, I thought you said you would just listen to all the stuff with the nomax. That, yeah, that's what they're talking about. The, the, the nomax noise. Oh, oh that, that, that's that's album. I'm just talking that's about funny. the nomax going. Yeah. Actually, no, you did say that, didn't you? You said you'd prefer the nomax unless if someone's like, you listen to this or you get forced to listen to Octavarium, I'd listen to Nomax. If I if I could cut out the lyrics of Octavarium and just have that, I would be different. So do you think Octavarium, the song, is too long? No. Okay. I'll Kale. listen to Six Degrees straight through, and that's 41 minutes. The second disc is 41 minutes. I'll listen to it straight through. It's not a length thing, and that's what Sean said back in December. He's like, is it because it's so long? No. Oh, I was probably just being a belligerent dick for the sake of being a belligerent dick. <laughs> I remembered it, and I that's what I was oh, like. First no. things first. It's not a late thing. This, there's such a that's what she said here, and I'll just leave it alone. I'll just, it, it, I will go back and find that sound clip. <laughs> it's so worth it. Look, at, right, right as it's Kale's turn to talk, he's hacking up a lung. There you go. Drop, drop me out because that's my dog's barking. Hang on. Look at him. All right. Kale's got to get his, his canines under control, apparently. My husband's well, doing that for me so I can do this. Nice. Yep. My, my wife's letting the dogs out, too. Who so, let the dogs out? Who, really? Who, that's what who? you got to do? Yeah, I mean, you know, you set me up. Hey, you saw my comment when Mangini was talking about, you don't want a little dog when you need this big sound. And I'm like, and Crazy Dog Lady says, Chihuahua playing the bass drum and the Great Dane playing the triangle. <laughs> right. Because when oh I'm my not in the dream theater, I'm working with dogs. <laughs> That's right. We all work with animals. That is correct. That's awesome. I don't work with animals. I love animals. Well, th that's good enough, man. Discuss Middle Joe's going to get his ass. Hey, did you just say animals? <laughs> yes, sir. All right. all right. I have a okay. so many nieces and nephews that say things in very adorable ways. It rubs off on me. <laughs> <laughs> And you're going to correct a two-year-old that says aminals, and then it just sticks? No. So what do I... you do with animals? Mr. Me? No, Sean. Oh. oh, what do I do? Oh, I work in a cat kennel at a no-kill animal shelter. Fun. If they didn't Hell try yeah. to kill my allergies, I would love cats. You get used to it. I'm allergic I to had, cats. I had eight cats. I ran a rescue with me and my big Hell sister and my yes, mom. Yes, sister. Right on. There you I go. I was on three allergy medications every day. There you go. Very right. I, I, I've done the cat thing. I, I'd rather not stop breathing. Well, keep talking shit about Octavarium. <laughs> there you go. Cats into my house. All right. So it looks like our debate about Octavarium is kind of. I don't think there's a clear cut winner, and I, I, th I think Sean, you, you were very diplomatic and, and Chastity. You know, she, she stuck to her guns. She stuck to her guns. I, I think the real battle was Chastity versus Kale. You know. I, I I still haven't brought up that I I'm not the hugest fan of the solo at the end of this. What? Yeah. <laughs> I think John I think John's no longer the moderator. He's yeah. gonna come across. Look, look at Mike L. I say aminals after drinking into infinity. <laughs> 
I'll probably say that that night too, Mike. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> wow. You have to understand, I have 65 nieces and nephews on just my husband's side. Are are your are your elderly are your elder family members aware that their vaginas are not clown cars? <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. <clears throat> I have on, oh, on my father's side, I'm number 97 of 144. Good lord. How is that even possible? Yeah, um, we live in Utah. Ah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, there you go. They all hang out like the sleeve of a wizard. <laughs> Like, oh I could have brains more. I have a cousin that has 22 kids. Adopted okay, so- or natural birth? Um, 10 with his first wife, then passed away to cancer. And then he had, he married his second wife who had four and was pregnant with number five. Her husband divorced her when she found out she was pregnant because I didn't want the first one. It makes you want the other four. I didn't want it. Called them an it. We don't like him. He, uh, cousin met her the day she was divorced. They had their first date. She's now had 12 children. She's given birth to 12. They have 22 combined, but he's number one out of 15. So comes from big families. That's I, that. I don't even know what that's to why say. I to say that. That's why I say Aminal. So this is why you don't like the song home. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, oh. now, now, it's a, now it's a therapy session. <laughs> yeah, right. no, my name is not Nicholas. I do not have gravel as living room carpet. We're <laughs> Thank you. I have always said that. What yeah. the hell kind of flooring is you, I am? It's such a driveway. Like trenchable walking. No, because he shuts the door, walks yeah. across it, and, and you wa- hear the and, and, and like, Yeah, gets a drink. Yeah, and that's true. His, yeah. his carpet sounds like and gravel. It's like, what the It does. Fuck? Maybe he's stepping on cat litter. <laughs> he's got a shitload of cats. That's right. Yeah, he's got cats. Yeah. Cat litter. It reminds me of Miss Trenchable in Matilda. She walks across the grave. <laughs> Yeah. Goes fresh oh meat. my god, this is insane. I mean, oh my god. I, I I don't I don't know. Maybe he's got gravel stuck in his shoe and he's walking on floorboards. That's like the that's the best excuse I've heard for that so far. That would just click oh. though. That would yeah, just but I don't know. The Foley artist had a day off. I I have a I have a friend in the chat that you know Chastity's mad about sex sounds and he says. My, you know, I'm just going to bring it up. What the hell? My buddy Jason Clues, one of my very best friends in life. He says, let's not talk about gravel. Uh, and speaking of your sex sounds, Chastity, that's because we busted him screwing a chick face down on a gravel driveway. And we, got, <laughs> and we got a great picture of it. And the next day she woke up to party and was all, you know, she was face down. But was it his brother's girl? No, 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 no. That's- Again, he's the villain. I didn't, say he wasn't, I didn't say he was a good guy. I'm saying that's the well, obviously the not if he's banging his brother's wife. <laughs> I didn't say he was a good a guy. casino table, no less. Man, this is going off the rails. <laughs> all right, well, all right. Well, before this gets any crazier, Can let's get just... the Mangini thing. Let's bring it back. Yeah. So I'm assuming you guys are all going to jump on at some point a little bit for the fan hangout. Sean, are you able for a little bit or? I don't uh, know. It depends. I mean, it's a Friday, so God only knows. All right. Well, there uh, well, you go. Chastity will probably find a third song that she hates by then and i could be like yeah what mean the hell? I know, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that to be mean like do you like pull me under yes all right we can argue about that i was gonna you say so, so, yeah. i like pull me yeah, under well, i, just, well, I don't need to hear it ever right, again yeah. chastity actually likes oh yeah well you chastity illumination theory fan yeah kale yeah yeah <laughs> both of us yeah 
So three versus one right here. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Wait, but you're the one that over here that gets mad at me for liking stream of consciousness. I, I don't get mad. Right. I was like, oh, I love stream of consciousness. You're like, why? It's I mean, it's it's okay to me. I I would I would describe it as just there. That's You're like it I doesn't have anything that gets stuck in your head. It has nothing poppy. No, I it's don't know how many times my husband will be whistling and he's whistling "Stream of Consciousness" like that little like hummy thing you do when you have a song stuck in your head. Stream of Consciousness. It's now become let's mock John. Somewhere, so so, somewhere, somewhere, dude, I don't care. I invite this crap. You kidding me? Do I act like I'm so serious? Like you can't make fun of the host. Like my God, I'm easy to make fun of. That's why I'm the host. That's why yeah, Brian just, likes just to do instead this. Instead of Brian doing it, he's got us three. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So that's why he wanted to sit yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's like, uh, you guys have got this covered. We're fine. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, Brian right, well, just decided to dress like a nun real quick. So. <laughs> Or Breaking Bad. It dep- he he definitely has like the best Halloween costumes. I can't wait to see what he's doing yeah. this year. He's done some great stuff before. So, uh, all right, guys. Well, I'm going to put you back in the green room. We'll talk after I close up shop oh, here. No. But uh, Chastity, thank you very much thank for uh, making you. the time. Great to see hang you on, as always. Ch- uh, I don't Kale? think she was done. <laughs> well, well, that's why I said hold on in the green room, you big nitwit. So <laughs> thank you for hanging out, Kale. I'll talk to you in a second. Sean. Always good to hang out with you, my friend. Love you, brother. You in a second. Love you too, man. Oh, boy. That was a crazy episode of the show there, y'all. That's a little bit longer than usual, so I guess we call that bonus content maybe. But um, in any case, hopefully you guys had a great time. That was definitely a free-for-all there with the Octavarium and the Octagon. And, of course, what an incredible interview with the alien himself, Mr. Mike Mangini. That was fantastic. Um, Pulling back the curtain a little bit, I was told uh, do 29 minutes. And so uh, I, we hit 29 minutes and I was texting Chris Aiken. I was like, OK, like, can we go over? And he says, go to 45. I'll take the heat if it's too long, like or until you know he's done. And Mike just kept talking. And I was not about to cut him off because that was a fascinating conversation. So if you guys are just now tuning into the show, check out the uh, video replay on our YouTube channel once we're done here. Or uh, the audio will be up probably about a half hour, 45 minutes from now. I always do that right after the show. But definitely check out the interview with Mike Mangini. It was awesome. Check out his upcoming solo record, Invisible Science, coming out next month in November. And he does have a single out called Freak of Nature. And he has another single coming out tomorrow. So there'll be new music from Mike Mangini in just a few short hours. So to all of you guys in the chat, Circle J, Mike L, Robert Husted, Johan Alexanderson, uh, discography discussion, Joe, I'm Joseph Friend, dude, my very, very good buddy, Joe Gebhardt, uh, all you guys, David Condren, T-Bone Drum Covers, thank you all so much for taking part in the show. As you know, we love when you guys are a part of this and you guys drive what we do here. So um, we are going to be right back here two weeks from tonight at 7.30 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. The day of that show is going to be, let me think, it'd be November 2nd. So it will be Thursday, November 2nd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at our normal locations, Facebook, YouTube, the CMS Rumble page, and the CMS TV page. Uh, Don't forget, as I mentioned, we have the annual fan hangout coming up on Friday. It's a Friday, not a Thursday. Friday, December 22nd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to jump on a co-host and have a free-for-all melee and tell 
Chastity, why she's wrong about home uh, or anything else you want to talk about. For those of you who are not familiar with that show, uh, you're more than welcome to shoot us an email talking into infinity at gmail.com or a Facebook message. And uh, you can come on and co-host the show for a segment with us and talk about anything you would like. Uh, we try to keep it to music, but anything musical you would like, it's basically our chance to hang out with you guys and make you guys the stars of the show, even more so than you already are uh, once a year. And it also features me drinking gorilla farts, which are really gross, but it's a show joke. So there you go. Fuck you, Brian, for introducing me to those damn things. Anyways, we appreciate you guys very much. We will be right back here in two weeks on Thursday, November 2nd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as always, guys, carpe diem. <laughs>